0: why Ah yes That time of week again Time when I Tell you which games to bet, which games to uh, put money down, spread, total, money line. Regardless if I'm right or wrong on any of them, because if I'm wrong, you'll probably still listen to me the following week, right? (laughs) Probably still come back here. I mean, I think I don't know. I don't keep track of the uh, the stats of this podcast. I probably should. I would be better off doing so, but I don't. (laughs) But it's that time of week. Regardless if I'm right or wrong, I got you your best bets. Spread, total, money line, whatever you need. Welcome back. Episode 103 of the Wide I podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Lead Sports New York and the Lead Sports Radio Network. 14 games this weekend. 14. I know. It's like there's still four teams that have to go through their bye weeks you imagine that you play 13 games to start the year and then you have your bye week i understand it's now a 17 game 18 week schedule but it used to be you know during the 16 game 17 week schedule it was they started the buys week four and they were done by what like week 11 now they start them week six and they're done week 14 <laughs> i think that this has got to be the last week of bye weeks because there's four teams on bye this week i'm not sure which four teams are on bye but there are four there were four last week and four this week. I thought they were done like two weeks ago and all of a sudden eight teams were still didn't have their buys yet. Um yeah, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles all on by this week. And then after that, no yeah, that, that's it. The, 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 this is the last week for buys. So there's fourteen games instead of the you know, a full slate would be sixteen. But we're only talking about nine. Because at this point in the year, I don't wanna bore you with Jaguars and Titans. I don't want to bore you with, you know, there's a bunch of other games that I saw. There's some good games this weekend, don't get me wrong. This week, 14 slate, there are some good games. But then you got these matchups like Jaguars, Titans, whatever, Seahawks, Texans. I'm not going to bore you with my picks for that. Uh, Falcons, Panthers, I mean, those two teams are lost causes at this point. I mean, they're both still in it because the NFC is just horrendous. And I'm pretty sure the Lions are still in it, <laughs> technically. I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, fa- I'm not going to bore you with, you know, a game like Falcons, Panthers, Giants, Chargers are not going to talk about, because I don't know who's playing quarterback. Nobody does. Obviously, I, it seems Daniel Jones is not going to play. Um, but we don't know if it's going to be Mike Lennon who's dealing with a concussion or Jake Fromm. We have no idea. So either way, the Giants probably won't cover in that game. So they're minus 10, right? Excuse me. They're plus 10 right now at Drafting Sportsbook. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna go through that game just because I don't know who's playing quarterback, and I I don't feel comfortable giving you the information on who to bet on in that game when I don't even know which you know who's playing quarterback for one of the teams. So I, I just you know not gonna go through with that. Lions Broncos not talking about that, but there are nine games we're gonna talk about on this episode of Best Bets for Week 14. Obviously, as always, all odds courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook as well. Starting with Pittsburgh, Minnesota Thursday Night Football. It's 4.30 now on Thursday, game starting in a little bit less than four hours, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox slash NFL Network, as usual. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, you know the whole deal, okay? Gotta take Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Gotta take Pittsburgh plus 150 on the money line. Look, Pittsburgh could be turning a corner. That's a big win for them against uh, Baltimore, despite the fact of how it ended. You know, I understand... You could argue they should have lost. Lamar Jackson just overshot Mark Andrews on the two-point conversion attempt at the end of the game. That would have basically that would have given Baltimore a lead and potentially would have won them the game. Uh, but Pittsburgh—that's a big win. Always a big win for Pittsburgh over Baltimore. It's arguably one of the best, the top rivalry in the NFL. Um, at least right now it is. And I could see them turning a corner. I could see Mike Tomlin and this team turning a, turning a corner. You know, I. I I think Ben Roethlisberger is done after this year, but he's not as unwatchable as you may. He's not the worst quarterback in the league. I think we can. I think we can agree on that. He's having a better year than Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, regardless of the you know not taking the injuries into account, but just production wise, when healthy and on the field, he's having a better year than Daniel Jones. So he's not the worst quarterback in the league. Um, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is either, but. I think Pittsburgh can turn the corner here. I'm taking them plus 3.5, plus 150. And you got to take under 44.5. I don't trust, despite the fact that I think Pittsburgh can win this game, I don't trust them to score many points. And uh, I don't think Minnesota is that great of an offense either. I mean, Look at them, at least recently. Look at them last week. They lost to Detroit. How many teams have to put on their 2021 resume that they lost to the Lions thus far? One team. Minnesota. Actually, the, these are the only two teams the Lions didn't lose to this year. Pittsburgh tied them and Minnesota lost to them. <laughs> so, I got to hit the under. Listen, I don't trust either of these two offenses, at least right now. Got to take under 44.5. Dallas-Washington. Washington needs a big win. So does Dallas. I mean, hey, Washington is four, won four in a row. All of a sudden, they're 6-6 six six in the NFC playoffs if the season were to end today. But I'm taking Dallas minus four and a half. I just think Dallas is way too talented. I don't trust Taylor Heineke nearly as much as I do Dak Prescott. I don't think anyone would argue with me on that. Um, Got to take Dallas minus four and a half. The Dallas to win outright minus two hundred. Take the over, over forty-eight. I think when this Dallas, when this Dallas team, although they're not incredibly healthy, Ezekiel Elliott's not healthy, um, Tony Pollard I believe was on the injury report. Uh, when this team, you know, th- th- this offense has numerous weapons. In comparison to a lot of other offenses in this league, Dallas has a superb number of weapons for Dak Prescott to utilize. They can score points. And we've seen Washington's defense this year not play up to the standards that it set last year. Take over 48 in this game. Absolutely. Vegas and Kansas City. This is a surprising spread. Because I don't love Kansas City. I know Kansas City just beat Denver by what 22 to nine I think on Sunday Night Football but Raiders are plus nine and a half almost double digit spread that I don't get because Mahomes hasn't played well this team this Kansas City team uh has not we we know what Kansas City's we know Kansas City's offense and what its ceiling is and it's monstrous uh it has not reached its full potential yet Kansas City just hasn't And that's due to the lackluster performances of Patrick Mahomes, who's not going to make the Pro Bowl this year, most likely. Who is not going to make an All-Pro team. He's not playing well. He didn't play well against Denver. Uh, And uh, because of, you know, taking all that into consideration, it is so surprising to me that Vegas is a plus 9.5, is a a 9.5 point favorite, or excuse me, 9.5 point underdog. It's a widespread. I would have accepted, you know, maybe six and a half, five and a half. But nine and a half, the Raiders are nine and a half point underdogs. You got to take Vegas here. You got to take the Raiders. That's just too wide of a spread. You have to take the Raiders plus nine and a half. Although I do think Kansas City will squeak out a win. Kansas City did beat the Raiders by a decent amount the last time these two teams played back a couple weeks ago. I remember that game was on uh, Sunday Night Football. That was when Mahomes had like what the only one of the only good games he's had in the last like month and a half, two months. Yeah, forty-one to fourteen, almost a month ago. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns, four hundred six yards. That was when everyone thought Mahomes was going to turn a corner, and it hasn't been like that ideal since. We've only played two games since, but I mean, against the Cowboys, he threw two hundred and sixty yards and one interception. Broncos against the Broncos, he threw one eighty-four yards and one pick. So he hasn't thrown a touchdown since that game. I'm taking Kansas City to win because I think they can squeak out a win here. I think, you know, just judging by the last time these two teams played and how Kansas City was much more prepared than Vegas seemed to be and Kansas City's home in this matchup this coming Sunday, taking Kansas City to win minus 450, but I'm taking Raiders plus 9.5. It's just too large of a spread. And as far as the total is concerned, you got to take over 48.5. Just because judging by when when these two teams last played, the uh, total was 55. The Chiefs actually scored points. Mahomes actually had a good game. So when these two teams meet, points will be on the board. Gotta take over four and a half in this game. Uh the only local game we'll be talking about for this week is we're not going to be talking about the Giants one. Saints, Jets. Jets are plus five and a half. Uh, I'm taking Jets plus five and a half. Yeah. I listen. I liked how Zach Wilson improved against Philly last Sunday. Um obviously the defense still has its issues. Obviously, they're still dealing with injuries. Michael Carter is still on IR. The running back, um, defensive back Michael Carter, the second in the concussion protocol. Elijah Moore is dealing with a quad injury. Corey Davis is out for the year. He's getting core muscle surgery. Um, you know, Mackay Becton is still out. You know, he's he's not. Mackay Becton might not return this year. So I understand they're dealing with injuries, but I like how. Zach Wilson improved last game. That gives me confidence in him moving forward, at least for right now. And as far as the Saints, I don't, as for the Saints, I don't like Taysom Hill. And I don't like Trevor Simeon. I don't think either quarterback is a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. And I think that has done nothing but hurt that team because they've lost five in a row, I believe, since Jameis Winston went down against Tampa Bay. I think the Saints have lost five in a row. Since that since they beat that since they won that game against Tampa Bay, the game that Jameis got hurt in, they lost to the Falcons, Titans, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys. Yeah. Lost five straight. Not ideal. Not ideal whatsoever. So uh, but I I I like how the, I like the Jets to cover in this game plus five and a half. I don't like uh Taysom Hill, and I don't like Trevor Simeon. I don't think that you could blow teams out, or at least you know win by double digits with them at quarterback. Um, so I like the Jets here. I like Jets plus five and a half, and I like the Jets plus one ninety five. I do. I think the Jets could win this game. Saints are in a huge slump right now. They cannot figure out the quarterback position in the absence of Jameis Winston. And uh, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think uh, under forty two and a half is uh, going to be the play as well. So because I, I, I listen, although I like how Zach Wilson's improving. I don't. I still don't like that offense, um, and uh, the Saints' offense. You know, I, as I've said multiple times, I don't like either of their quarterback options. So I'm taking under forty two and a half for that game. Uh, big game in the uh, AFC North, though. Baltimore, Cleveland. Okay, that, that's a weird division because Cincinnati's good. Steelers, I said, may turn the corner. Baltimore is obviously leading the division. Cleveland could still be in the mix as well. Uh, I think Cleveland is. Cleveland's last in the division at six and six. Ravens are atop the division at eight and four. So they're only two games back, and they're in the last place. So ahead of Week fourteen, it's not like it's you know Week five and like everyone's still sort of in the mix. Like it's late in the year, whether you like it or not. This is a big game. Uh, Cleveland's actually favored minus three, but I gotta go Baltimore. Listen, I trust. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens much more than I do Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I trust John Harbaugh much more than I do Kevin Stefanski. I trust the Ravens as a whole more than I do the Browns. Okay, that's just how it is. I'm taking Baltimore plus 3 on the road and Baltimore plus 125 on the money line and take the over cuz I like both offenses. I understand Baker is capable of making mistakes and so is Lamar. I mean, Lamar threw four interceptions a couple games ago, but you know, I uh a couple weeks ago, but I, I There's talent on either of these two teams' offenses, and uh, I like over 43. I think this could be. I think one of these teams could reach uh, 30 points in this game. I really do. I think this could be like, like a 30 to 21 game. Baltimore wins, Uh, so they cover plus three. They get the uh, they win outright plus 125 in the overheads. So I could see it being like a 30 to 21 Baltimore game. Uh, Another San Francisco Cincinnati. Listen, as I said, we've had there's a. Multiple games that I didn't want to talk about because I do not want to waste your time. But at the same time, there's like numerous big games with playoff implications. Because a lot of the, Listen, I know we may complain how the NFC sucks and how the AFC isn't exactly... You know, there's not a lot of great teams. Everyone is still in the mix. That's how bad the NFC is, at least. And, you know, the AFC has its issues as well. But, you know... At the end of the day, uh, there's so many teams in the mix, though. Like every, there's so many games that so many games that have playoff implications. Like I know you don't like the game tonight, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Most people don't, but at the same time, there's still playoff implications. Pittsburgh can still turn the corner and make the playoffs, and so can Minnesota, even after losing to Detroit. San Francisco, Cincinnati. Despite neither of these two teams leading their division, this is a huge game for playoff implications because both are wildcard teams as of right now. And for this game specifically at 4:25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, San Francisco is a 2.0 point favorite. But I got to take Cincinnati. Listen, when it comes down to when it comes down to the most important position on the field, I trust Joe Burrow much more than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. I just do. I know Jimmy Garoppolo played in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but I trust I trust Joe Burrow much more right now than I do Jimmy Garoppolo, and I understand this Cincinnati team did not play well against the Chargers, losing 41 to 22 last Sunday. But they can score points. They beat. They put up 31. They put up 41 points against uh, Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, won 41 to 10. Okay, I'm taking uh, Cincinnati plus two. I think Cincinnati, especially at home, I think they have a better quarterback. Um, I think uh, Cincinnati. It's it's one of those teams. Cincinnati is very much like the Chargers, where they'll Put up a stinker, and then they'll turn the corner the following week and put together a great performance. So since Cincinnati killed Pittsburgh, lost by 19 to the Chargers, now I think they uh, they're on the going to be on the positive side this week. Just judging how, by how it's gone in recent weeks, so I like I like Bengals plus two and Bengals plus 105, and uh, take over 49 because I think both these offenses offenses can score. I think you know I I just said Joe Burrow and Bengals offense put up what forty-one points a couple weeks ago. Pair that with a Kyle Shanahan offense. Over forty-nine could definitely hit. And that's why I'm going to tell you to take it. Uh, game of the week, most likely. Bills Buck Ah, eh, one of the games of the week. The Monday night, the Monday night matchup is uh, arguably the game of the week. But we'll get to that. Bills Bucks. Gotta pick uh, Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Listen, I don't know what's up with the Bills. I, I not that I don't know what's up with the Bills, but. Because Belichick is obviously a genius for how he handled that game on Monday night in the brutal weather conditions in Western New York, running the football and playing stellar defense, only throwing the ball three times and still winning 14 to 10. He's a genius. I don't think anybody is ever going to deny that. But listen, I just I think Buffalo's in a slump right now, and I think Tampa Bay. It's the opposite. Tampa Bay has won three in a row. Uh, it's already felt like. Five months ago, that we were talking about, oh my god, the Bucs have lost two straight. Tom Brady's never lost three straight since 2002 or whatever. Like, all of a sudden, Bucks have won three straight. They're on a roll. They're playing great football. They could go to the, they could probably, you know, Tom Brady's the MVP favorite at 44 years old. I think Tampa Bay is going to keep going. Like, they're on a roll right now. I think Tampa Bay is going to stay the course. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, I say Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Tampa Bay minus one sixty-five on the money line. Uh, take the over, though. You got to when you take when you combine a Josh Allen-led offense and a Tom Brady again, the MVP favorite, a Tom Brady-led offense. You know a Brian Dable offense and a Bruce Arians offense with all the weapons that each team has. Uh, how could I tell you not to take the over? Over fifty, over fifty-three and a half is a lot. I could see. Tampa Bay winning this game, I, I like uh, 35-28, so the over hits, they cover minus 3.5 and, and they went out right, 35-28 Tampa Bay, I think it'll be a high scoring game, uh, I think this will definitely be one of the games of the week, uh, it's one of the matchups of the week going into uh, week 14, but I think this will be one of the performances of the week for either team, 35-28, I say the Bucks win it. Uh, Sunday night game, listen, I didn't want to talk about this game, but it's a Sunday night game, it's a primetime game, it's a national game on NBC, so I I probably, it's probably my duty to talk about it anyway, Um, Bears, Packers, I don't understand why no game, you know, you got San Francisco and Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, I don't know why any of those games weren't flexed into the Sunday night spot, I don't know, with the whole TV deals and stuff like that, they could have had those, you know, CBS and Fox could have had those games locked, so... But regardless, we got to see Chicago, which is a lost cause of a team on Sunday Night Football against the Packers. Uh, Packers are minus 12 and a half, which is reasonable because Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. As he said, literally on the field in that last game, when he scored a touchdown, he goes, I own you. He's right. (laughs) He's literally, he, he seems to, he beats the Bears every time. There's no, there's no doubting that. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to cover twelve and a half this Sunday night. Take the Packers minus twelve and a half, and take the Packers minus 590 on the money line, and take the over because listen, I don't want I don't feel comfortable saying that the Packers are going to cover minus twelve and a half, and then not and the over not hitting. That's a that's a good number of points you're going to have to score uh, to cover a spread like that. So I got I'm more comfortable with taking minus twelve and a half for Green Bay and taking over forty three. Um, plus, hey. As I said, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He can score points against his Bears defense. So expect that to be the case on Sunday night. The over should hit, over 43. All right, and uh, finally, the Monday night matchup. the Arguably the game of the week, as I said. it, it could either You could say it's um, Buffalo-Tampa Bay. You could say maybe San Francisco-Cincinnati. Probably not, but it, that's still a great matchup. I think arguably the game of the week is Monday night. Uh, the Rams... And the Cardinals, these two teams met already earlier this year. The Cardinals, 37-20, to 20, they emerged victoriously. Uh, I believe the Rams are undefeated. I think both teams were undefeated at that point. I think so. I had to check. I know the Cardinals are still undefeated. I know that at that point. But the Cardinals won 37-20. Cardinals are at home this time around. I'm taking Cardinals minus two. Cardinals minus two. Cardinals minus 135. And uh, take the over because I don't like... I, I'm not going to tell you... In a game in which Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and all those weapons, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and um, A.J. Green. And then, like, you, um, they brought Chase Edmonds' returning to practice. And then you, on the other side of the ball, you got Sean McVay and uh, Matthew Stafford and all those weapons, OBJ. I don't feel comfortable with all those weapons. And then taking the under. So I'm taking over 51. Uh, listen, I like how I, I I don't like how the Rams are playing. They lost three straight going into Week 13. They needed a get-right game against Jacksonville. They got one. They beat them 37-7. Uh, so they they have momentum coming off of that 30-point win against Jacksonville. But I still don't like the football the Rams have played for much of the last month. And when the Cardinals are at full strength, I, I mean they're good, man. Like Kyler Murray came back this past week after a three-game absence. And uh, he looked like the uh, MVP candidate that um, Kyler Murray was before the injury. So I, I, he's not going to win the MVP. I think Brady's got the Brady's going to unless Brady gets hurt or just hits a wall production wise. I think Brady's got it in the bag. Um, but Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray's name is still in the conversation, and he proved that his name should be still in the conversation uh, last week when he scored what four total touchdowns like against um, so he so Cardinals beat uh, Chicago. He scores what? Four total touchdowns. Yeah, two on the ground, two through the air. Um, Only threw for 123 yards, but only needed to throw 15 times. Completed 11 of 15 passes. So this Arizona team is good. And uh, taking that into consideration, along with the fact that the Rams have not played their best football for much of the last month, I got to take Cardinals minus two and Cardinals minus 135 and a half. This wasn't that hard of a pick for me. It really wasn't. It's not like I'm going back and forth. Oh, the spread is kind of tight. You know, Rams are good. Cardinals are good. You know, Rams are these two teams, uh, two of the best teams in football. Obviously, one's going to end up a wild card. Both are making the playoffs. We know that. Yeah, I don't think, you know, regardless of how much the Rams have struggled, I think they'll figure it out and they'll eventually make the playoffs as a wild card team. I think the Cardinals are going to win the division and be the number one seed in the NFC. Both teams are in the playoffs, but, you know, just judging by how Arizona uh what Arizona's ceiling is when everyone is healthy um I I I like Arizona in this game I really do but we'll uh we'll find out soon enough how that game works out that's gonna be a fun game to watch on Monday night it really is I'm hyped for that one I hope uh, is the Manning cast gonna be on that game I don't know if it will the Manning cast apparently didn't do too well with uh Patriots bills I was listening on WFAN Evan Roberts said it was like, it hovered around like 13% of Monday Night Football viewers were tuning into the Manning cast. I don't think that's ideal. <laughs> 13, I mean, would you be thrilled with an exam that you got a 13% on? You know, I don't think that was ideal, but I don't know. I got to see if the Manning cast is back for that game. I feel like we don't find out like ever until like a couple days before. I it, I don't I I feel like there's no like set schedule for it. There could be, I just haven't seen it. But hopefully we get the Mannings uh, for that matchup. But without further ado... Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one or three of the Wide Right podcast. As always, I'm your host Ryan Honey, of Lead Sports New York and Lead Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you guys later in the week, hopefully to preview the Giants Chargers game. And um, all right, I'm out of here.